Yeah. Bring back the 90s Cowboys. Women can't, women can't, women can't, women can't parlay. Hi. Hi. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck. What yeah, is this is going to be a bad mood episode for me. So FYI, guys. Yeah, we've got some potential technical difficulties. So we're recording. We're going to see if we can get through this as is. If not, we might have a wild episode from, from Women Can't Parlay this week. What's fucking new? Yeah. Um, I'm Jess. I'm Rainy. Welcome to Chaotic Life, which is also known as December because... I, yeah, just, I feel like my life is like caving in on me right now. I have so much going on. Oh, yeah. Mine's caved, actually. Yeah. We're <laughs> done. Yeah. The roof has collapsed at yes. this point. It's, yes. It is official. But whenever your life is caving in and you feel like you don't know where to turn, let me tell you of a place that you should turn to. And it's called dimers.com. We are presented to you by Dimers.com and also by PointsBet. Dimers has teamed up with PointsBet for an exclusive offer for the rest of the year, where any new user who signs up with them and bets $50 will get a free Dimers hoodie. To claim the offer, just head to the link on our page, Dimers.com slash Women Camp Parlay, and click the PointsBet link. Once you sign up and deposit $50, you'll be able to claim your free Dimers hoodie. That's not all. New users who claim this offer will also be able to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Head to the link now to claim to claim and support us and also to claim that hoodie. Go do claim it. Claim that hoodie. Check it out. Who doesn't want a hoodie? I mean, hello. Like, hello. A staple, all that I wear is like comfy. Shit, especially right now. Yeah. So yeah, check it out. Dimers.com. 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 I think they'll pay us extra if we um come up with a little ditty. A little ditty about dimers.com. Yeah. See, we're already on it. <laughs> we're really good at that. Um yes, we are. Probably not. No, they probably are. They're probably, probably pay us not to do one. Yeah, they'll probably pay us to be like, stop talking about us. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, okay. Well, let's go ahead and get into it. Obviously, college is in a bit of a um, pause. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about pause, but it's. Um, in a very, you know, always in a weird spot this time of the year, because we're kind of through all of most of the games. I think the bowl games actually start up this Friday. And we've talked about a few that we're, you know, looking out for later on this season. But for now, I think one of the biggest headlines, obviously, to discuss is the Heisman ceremony. Um, the Heisman yeah. winner was crowned on Saturday, and it ended up being... Alabama quarterback Bryce Young. Are you surprised? No, I mean, I think, I mean, I think definitely last episode, I kind of predicted like that's who I thought was going to get it just because now if you would have asked me like a matter of weeks ago, I would have been like hell fucking no, just because Uh I mean, everybody was kind of like, you know, 
not writing Alabama off, but kind of writing Alabama off. I certainly was hoping uh-huh. that, uh, but it's just a weird year. So, I mean, I'm, I don't, I'm not surprised in the moment, like after, I mean, cause there was, it was such a like up in the air thing that I just knew he was going to get it because it's Alabama first Alabama quarterback to ever win the Heisman. That shocked me. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is shocking. Yeah. Um, which I mean, I wasn't shocked. It was a quarterback. I was more shocked last year, obviously when it was a receiver, because like five out of the last six years have been quarterbacks, but yeah, I had forgotten that too. You just said it wild because it's Alabama. Yeah. There's only the, this is only the fourth Alabama player. I think in the history of the Heisman trophy to win it. And it is the first time in history that it's the third straight of a specific conference. So that this is the third straight sec player to win it. So just all kind of interesting. I mean, I guess maybe it's not that shocking when you put it down on paper, but just because of like Alabama seeming to always be like the head honcho of everything, maybe that's why it seems so crazy. I don't know. But yeah, I wasn't that shocked. It was just a very weird year for the Heisman in general. Very weird year for college football in general. Agreed. But a few other headlines out of the world of college football. Um, I know one thing I wanted to mention was that Quinn Ewers guy out of Southlake who went to Ohio State, you know, signed one of the one of the first like, yeah, yeah. he is now going to Texas, which he had originally committed to Texas initially, but then when, um, fuck, I just blanked on his name. Um, the coach decided to leave there. What the fuck is his name? (laughs) Tom Herman. Fuck. So he originally committed to the University of Texas and then um, like backed off of that whenever Tom Herman left. And then he ended up going to Ohio State last year where he obviously didn't even play like one down of football. As far as I'm aware, he did have that one point like four million dollar NIL contract. So he certainly is making a lot of money, but has now recommitted and is going to Texas now from Ohio state. So he will still have four years of eligibility. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. I know a lot of people have been talking about him and wondering about him and how he feels about his decision to go to Ohio state. I don't really know that he feels any certain way. I mean, he, I mean, having a million dollar fucking contract is pretty great so yeah i'm like he still has four years of eligibility and he's up a million dollars so i'd say that it's a decent fucking decision (laughs) yeah exactly like i don't think he's hurting right now but i'm certain he does want to play obviously and for sure you know it's probably a good move for him because the thing about you know bryce young he's obviously not going anywhere and he's a sophomore so Um, it's probably a better move for Quinn to get some playing time. Texas obviously is very wide open right now in terms of where they're headed, even in the quarterback position. So, um, so who knows what we'll see from him in the near future, but thought that was an interesting topic. Another thing I was going to talk about, I don't really have a lot on it though. So we may have to nix it, but just wanted to kind of like, note that like Brian Kelly, you know, leaving Notre Dame and 
he's putting out some really weird fucking videos and weird vibes too. Yeah. Weird vibes and weird videos. Like there's that, there's a video that came out with him and a recruit in that like air or that Mm -hmm. aerial, but um, like roundabout shot and yeah, just very, very odd. So like, I don't know what happened to like Brian Kelly in this transition, but like, it's weird. And it's like, I feel like he's trying to like do this fake Southern accent thing too. Yeah. Yeah. That also happened. I'm just, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't have any good feelings about any of it. No. And it, it, my immediate thought is like, why are you trying to all of a sudden become this like specific person that you think LSU is when maybe they probably hired you because you are who you are. So like, it's just weird that he's like fully conforming to like, like the Southern accent thing. I'm like, it's not like he's been there for a year. Like I get when people, well, people judge this, but like you, like uh, lady Gaga, right? Like, I feel like recently she's been like, I spoke in an Italian accent for a year or whatever. So it's kind of like a thing for her now, right. or like she gets stuck in it. Or like, there are people that do that. So I get when you're, when I'm around my family, I get extremely more country. Yeah. But like the dude's been there for five seconds. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that is exactly like, no, you're spot on. I mean, it makes zero sense. And like, it's cringy yeah. as fuck. Like the whole is thing very is cringy. just like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Very cringe. Um, I'll be interested. He might be our new Pete pants. I'm certain this is not the last time we'll be talking about it. If this is the shit we're already seeing and we're like days in at this point. So yeah. yeah. Worried for LSU. Um, what about Spencer Rattler? He's out. He officially. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. So, um, don't quote me. I feel I like I was so disconnected to everything right now with work and finals. Like, I don't even know what's happening. Oh, I get it. Um, I think he went to South Carolina. Yeah, he went to South Carolina. Interesting. So move. it is an interesting move. And I think like the headline I saw whenever it when I actually saw the article was like, you know, good or bad move or something like that. And I'm like, I don't know that I could actually say what a good or bad move is, but if OU is as like toxic as it's appearing right now, as far as, I mean, I don't know, maybe toxic is the right word, but I mean, his coach left, there's going to be new people in there. Maybe he just doesn't want to prove himself again to a new set of coaching staff. Like, I don't know. I don't necessarily blame him, but I just, I don't know if it'll be good or bad. I'm unaware of South Carolina's. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. I think it's just interesting though, because a lot of times like when these coaches move, sometimes they take their recruits with them. So that's been a big thing too, is like, is, um, why am I going to blank on Lincoln Lincoln Riley? Thank you. Fuck. Like, am I going to (laughs) blank on every name today? Um, is Lincoln Riley going to take, you know, some of these, some of these people with him, you know, and that's, interesting for Spencer Rattler to go ahead and be like, peace the fuck out. I'm not going to stay around to like find out. Yeah, I know. I can't, I can't decide if it's a good move or like kind of a, like a bratty thing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know him as a human being. I don't know if he's just like, 
man, you didn't give me a chance or like, I am better than this. Like, I don't know. It could just be, I want to play and I'm not going to play here. And it's obvious. So obviously OU's football program is much more elite than South Carolina. I think he just probably has been rubbed the wrong way by OU's football program and was like, I need to go somewhere where the expectations are lower maybe. And I can like make mistakes and like not be booed off the fucking field you know, minute one. Yeah. I don't know. Agreed. So. Agreed. Yeah. Thought that was interesting too. Cause it was yeah, just... no, definitely. I had not, I had not read that yet, but yeah, I think that's pretty much it for college just because it's, you know, we're kind of in like a waiting period right now, but there'll be more to come, especially with bowl games. But I felt like a really good transition into the NFL is urban Meyer since it's kind of like, yeah. you know, coming out of college into the NFL, I feel like we can just go ahead and address the Urban Meyer bullshit that's going on. Let's. Um, I know. I feel like you have a lot to say about this. <laughs> I just, I get losing, right? Like I played, well, I don't, I didn't get that until college because it's high school. We barely fucked and lost, but I get losing and I get it's frustrating, but that, especially when you're at this level, is not a fucking excuse to, no. again, act like a garbage human being. And I think that after you lose to the Titans, which is a back and forth good team this year, um, do it like the disrespect, in my opinion, that he showed by that lackluster handshake at the end of the game. I'm like, are you a child? Like, I don't know. I just yeah, I don't I don't understand his attitude. And it just makes me think. Of course, you're going to deny whatever's said in the locker room or what people say you've said, but it definitely makes me want to lean more towards him probably making those comments, calling his coaches losers or whatever the fuck he did. But when a player's storming out and then your rebuttal is, oh, staff members that are leaking information are risking losing their jobs, I'm leaning a lot more along the lines on, you probably said what you said and you're an asshole. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's clearly like lost the locker room completely. Yeah. I just am like, is he trying to get fired? Like, I don't know. I have like these like conspiracy theory things building in the back of my head where I'm like, is he this big of a piece of shit or is he doing this on purpose? Like, I don't really know what to think. Yeah. Like, it's an interesting question because. You know, it's I think with everything he's dealing with in Jacksonville and then additionally with Ohio State, not, you know, not Mm -hmm. only not winning, but like losing to Michigan, that being his kind of like bread and butter. It's kind of just this big question of like, is there something brewing behind the scenes? Right. I don't know. I'm not I really think this is me just like being very conspiracy theorist, but I'm also not ruling it out. Yeah, I wouldn't rule that out either because to me, it seems pretty, I don't know, it can almost be obvious, but that to me is so conspiracy in itself, right? Like, I feel like all conspiracies are obvious, which is why they're like not real. Anyway, I don't know. That's, I know that's what I mean. That's why I'm like, (laughs) I don't want anybody to take it with like a, like some factual anything, because this is literally just me being the person that I am. And I'm like, okay, 
Like, yeah, he might be a certain type of way, but like, he's not that stupid. So like, what's really going on here? I don't know. I think he is that stupid because Maybe. even I, even like, the stuff at his restaurant, like, which isn't even the beginning of his like history of weirdness, like just how he reacted to that, which was pretty much nothing. Um, I don't know. I just think he thinks of himself way up here and he's like way not up there. Yeah. Very well. But Very well. Could I don't be. know. I won't be changing my mind about him anytime soon. No. So no. either way, I'm not, it doesn't yeah. make it right. I'm just almost like, it's, no, agreed. It, I just wonder if he's like doing this shit on purpose to like, yeah, get fired or something. I don't know enough about his contracts and I don't know enough about if this, then that happens kind of thing, but it just seems very sus. Yeah, I know. I totally fucking agree. Um, and I know that the owner has come out and just said like, I'm not going to make any rash decisions, essentially. Like, I'm not going to just play off emotions, but I'm thinking about things and I want to do what's best for the team and I want to do what's best for the city. So I like that because let's not cancel everything immediately, right? So although I would love to cancel Urban Meyer, um, I, I, I appreciate that specific owner kind of being like, nah, we'll see, but I'm not just going to like fire the guy because the fans told me to. Right. So makes sense, which, yeah, which will be interesting this weekend because I believe the two and 11 Jaguars play the two and 11 Houston Texans. Oh, nice. The bastard bowl or what should we call that? (laughs) I don't know, but Christ, what a, that'll either be like the worst game in history or like the best game. Right. Exactly. Either way, I'm excited to at least start watching that game. Yeah. Yeah. No promises on finishing it. Definitely be paying attention to what goes down. Um, Um, but yeah, cool. So there's that. Um, where do you want to head next inside the NFL? Um, I feel like I don't have things in any particular order, but the next I had on my list was like the Steelers Vikings situation, like Chase Claypool situation, which is kind of, I say hilarious, but that's probably just because I hate the Steelers. I don't know. Yeah. What's your take? Um, so like, you know, I guess just if anybody doesn't know, um, Vikings Steelers, this past Thursday, the Steelers came back from like, what at the time was a 29 0 deficit and, um, chase Claypool catches like a fourth down pass, getting a much needed first down with just like 38 seconds left on the clock. And instead of, you know, having the situational awareness of like, Hey, we don't have any timeouts left. Hey, I got You know, we got to get back on the line, you know, whatever he starts celebrating and ends up losing about 10 seconds off the clock that ultimately could have helped them win the game because they kind of ended up, you know, making a couple things happen, but they had like one really good pass, but it ended up getting dropped. And then that was it. Like they ran out of time basically. Yeah. And that 10 seconds they could have really used for another, at least one more, if not maybe even two more opportunities to try to get in the end zone to win the game. So Vikings ended up winning 36 to 28 and Claypool is catching a lot of heat about this deservingly. So yeah. Um, 
again, I find it hilarious because it's the Steelers, but it's like, yeah, that's fucked up. And like, which I think I need to go back and rewatch the like actual play again, because which some people or himself essentially was like trying to say that someone on his own team, like, um, hit the ball out of his hands or something. And that's why he was like doing what he was doing. But I'm like, is that like your PR guy, like giving you your excuses or something? I mean, I just need to go rewatch it because it absolutely looked like what you just explained. Um, and that's also a problem with like newer players. I feel like he's, if he doesn't learn from that, he's going to be a real fucking problem for the Steelers and the NFL, because if he's going to have an attitude now, yeah. be, you know what I mean? Like that's just, that's rookie shit, which I know it's, he's not, it's not his first year, but he's what it's his second year. Probably know that already that he needs to not fucking celebrate, but yeah. And regardless, like, I know that it was like, I don't know about his own teammate. I know there were some Vikings players that were like, or they were situationally aware. So they were trying to knock the ball away from him and shit to make it. Maybe that's what they're saying. Yeah. And it worked. I mean, it absolutely works, but that's the problem is because he didn't have the awareness himself. Whether he got a large celebration out or not, that doesn't matter. You were the one that Mm -mm. caught the ball, had the ball. You should have gotten up immediately and gotten back in on the fucking line and protected the ball. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's a good point. And also what I think too, is like, just because he's young is no excuse to me. Like how he responded to that was what I was looking for. And essentially that was like to make excuses. If he would have, regardless of what he did do or what his intention, even if his intention was to celebrate, I would have more respect for him now. If he would have just been like, exactly. Yeah. I should have reacted a different way. And that could have led to why we lost. Like yeah. fucking maybe own the, it. Yeah, exactly. Maybe the Vikings did knock it out of his hand. Maybe it should have been a penalty. Maybe it should have been this, but the fact of the matter is, is you're right. He should have protected the ball and he should have brought the ball back to his quarterback so they could have another chance, but he didn't. Right. Agreed. I mean, and it sucks. Like I get it there, you know, it's hard and you know, you get excited and stuff like that, but these are just, these are the things that are important when it comes to game time decisions. And like, yeah, that could have potentially lost the game. So like you, you kind of deserve the heat for it. And yeah, but no, um, I agree. Hopefully he learns from it period. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he will. (laughs) um do we want to go ahead and get into dallas cowboys might as well so i I say we start with what go ahead oh no you're fine i just it was it's a hard game to discuss because it's like as good as we did and as better as we looked i think for obvious reasons you know a lot of important people returning and stuff like that but then it's a difficult game because we really almost fucked it up like real hardcore. Yeah. Right. Well, and like, if we start at the top, it's like, okay, we're division rivals. Got it. Washington football team. I mean, maybe the Eagles, I guess, but like they have a chance, maybe even still have a chance, maybe a long road, but like have a chance to make it to the playoffs. So, but they're not a great team, right? We should have been able to handily beat them. But if you start at the top with Mike McCarthy's like, 
comment about like, we're going to win, which in my opinion, I feel like the media kind of blew it out of proportion because I don't feel like it was exactly what they were saying it was. And then Ron Rivera coming out and saying what he said. Yeah. And then Jerry Jones flying the benches to Washington. (laughs) So there was already before the game even started, there was a lot of shit happening. There's a lot of moving pieces. So then actually getting there, I'll just say, obviously, our defense, when it's this defense, is fucking unstoppable. Yeah. yeah. And incredible. But we're not gonna we're not gonna be successful in the playoffs or get to the fucking Super Bowl with that offense. Period. Yeah, I mean it's tough. And I'm not because- bitching about I'm not losing hope. I'm not doing any of that. I'm just saying like something's off and we've got to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, it's tough because I feel like there, it was kind of mixed, right? Like there was definitely some positive things. I felt like, oh, here we, we are. This was us at the beginning of the season. Like I felt a little more comfort, but you're right. Like it wasn't fully back or fully where it needs to be. So it's definitely like, there are some concerns And we're lucky that we have a defense now back kind of where it needs to be. Micah Parsons, we can put him like where we want him, not necessarily where we need him. And yeah, he, like, I just feel like he like, and not just specifically him, but like specifically him. I mean, when we have him on defense in the place that we did this past Sunday, it's like, we're never out of a game. Because like he's just out there yeah. making fucking plays. Like, so Everywhere. it's hard to like really know what level our offense is at because like the defense so heavily influenced that game. But there were great yeah. moments, like there were positive moments on offense that I felt like were better than they've been. But like, yeah, we're For definitely sure. not where we need to be, which I mean sounds really generic, but I don't know. No, it's, I think it's exactly what we deserve. You know what I mean? Like generic is sometimes just what it is. It is what it is. It's very obvious that our offense is not playing how our offense played at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So, but that's not, I'm not saying that we're fucking terrible and we're going to lose. I'm not a cowboy hater. Like some of you folks out there, you know who you are. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was more uh, concerned about the way that we didn't, the way that we like, let that fold so quickly. Like I felt like that was more concerning than our offense. Like, yes, there are things that we need to improve on offense, but for me, it was more about, we like did so well in the first, second quarter or whatever. And then we like almost completely lost that fucking game. Yeah, for sure. But here's the thing. Cause I mean, I'm agreeing with you, but also at the same time, like our defense played a grade a game, the entire game, our offense was spotty. You have to have both of those put together at the same time for an entire game to have two halves, like the first half, like the defense literally can't carry us. And I unfortunately think that our offense struggled this game. I'm, I'm with you and I'm not trying to say anything negative about our defense, but our defense did are the ones who ultimately let them score all of those points to come back. Didn't they have an interception or something? Yeah, but I'm all, but I mean, that wasn't all the points. I mean, we were up. No, I'm not I saying mean, it's all the offense's offense's fault. Yeah, no, I'm not either. That's yeah. what I mean. so I'm saying. I just don't want to completely be like, oh, the defense, you know, was a complete shining star. They're excellent. And 
we obviously have a great defensive defense going, but to me, it was more of a, a unitary problem in that we let Washington get back in that game the way they did. And then they almost fucking won. True. Yeah. Like that to no, me I- was more concerning as a whole versus like just pointing out our offense. Oh no, a hundred percent. I'm just trying to make the point that if our offense would have played or if our defense would have played how they have in the last like couple of games, we would not have won that game. We wouldn't even been close to winning that game. Absolutely. A hundred percent, hundred thousand percent. So no, agree. It's a team effort back. and a team yeah. loss. Absolutely. Yeah. The defense is back and it's like elite as fuck. And I think a lot of people <laughs> were quick to like write the Cowboys off, not remembering that like we have very important people out. And yeah. like I said, that move, that, for us had to move Micah Parsons to the outside. And although he fucking stepped up and like still did an amazing yeah. job, but now we can utilize him in a different way where he's going to capitalize even more. And that's awesome. And totally. the people that are Absolutely. coming back in are fucking amazing yeah. too. Randy Gregory, uh, Lawrence, like, hello. D-Law. It's just yeah. that much better. Yeah. I totally fucking agree. And Obviously, the entire world's talking about it. Micah Parsons, everybody's like, oh, yeah, forget rookie, forget rookie defensive player of the year. Like he's a he is the defensive player of the year and you can put up anybody against him and anybody can argue like he yeah. straight up. I don't remember this, so don't quote me, <laughs> but there's like a like Miles Garrett stats. So like in the last six games or something like that, um, Micah Parsons has more than like in all the categories than Miles Garrett had in his rookie defensive player of the year year. Wow. So it's like, wow. holy shit, which was like 2016, I think. But still, that wasn't like that long ago. So football hasn't changed that much since then. I'd say that's pretty fucking impressive. Yeah. For no, a he's, rookie. And not even just for a rookie, for a player. Yeah. He's absolutely impressive. And it's crazy to think that like, this is his rookie year and he's still developing and he's already doing this shit. Like, thank God the Cowboys drafted him. Like so happy, happy for the Cowboys. I'm happy for us. Uh Uh-huh. A hundred percent. Yes. It's, it's not all that often we get to be happy about things and I'm happy about that. I totally agree. And I'm pretty sure we talked about this on here before, but it also just makes me happy that I don't know what's happening like in the innards of the Cowboys, but I know Jerry Jones has a lot of say in what we do. Mm-hmm. And I'm just glad that when that draft or that war room was talking about drafting Micah Parsons first and he questioned it and like the entire room had a resounding, yes, no, we need to fucking draft him. And he got overturned essentially. Um, but again, I don't know how much power he has over that, but he was fucking <laughs> trying. And I'm so pumped that every single person was like, not today, Jerry. Right. Go home. Go eat your McDonald's, put some get some salt. Get your salt find out. A helicopter. Yeah. Salt <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Um, no, and speaking of Jerry, I want to go back to the bench thing because I <laughs> Like I, I didn't really know how to take that at first. I was like, oh my God, is this going to be a thing? Like, you know, like you kind of said with Mike McCarthy and the media blowing up, like him supposedly being like guaranteed win. And then you have the bench thing, but supposedly at the end of the day, the bench thing is more like 
it's not so much a fuck you to like the Washington football team. It's like Jerry just being like, look, when you come to play for my team, my team is good. It's there. They are paid. I pay them way too much money to be sitting on some raggedy ass, like bench. That's not heated in the middle of winter up in in Washington. So totally agree. I mean, um, I, yeah. Once I kind of read about it and like, kind of like listened to some other people's comments, I was like, okay, well that makes me feel better in the sense that like, it's not that uncommon. I think the bigger issue is that teams apparently do this from time to time in terms of equipment. The difference is we brought in this big ass bench that had like Dallas Cowboy logos all over it to an opposing stadium. Uh, But it's really more of like an F you to like Washington football operations than it would be the team itself. Like the team and the teammates probably actually very much are understanding and like appreciative that, that Dallas has a manager that or Dallas has an owner or whatever that is willing to like pull those fucking ropes for the, his team. Yeah. The word you're looking for is that the Dallas Cowboys have a Jerry Jones. Yes. Yes. Because I don't know that I could pick out any other owner in the NFL right now that would fucking do that. No, exactly. But apparently it's not that uncommon. Like it's not uncommon for another team, not just the Dallas Cowboys to have brought in a heated bench because heated benches are very common now in the NFL, but the fucking FedEx stadium in Washington is like falling the fuck apart. Oh my you know, God. Poop like water, water, like running down the stands yeah. at all times. So like, I guess, yeah, they're not really quite at the whole heated bench level situation yet. Um, well, so but it's I not uncommon like- for teams. to, I guess like bring that stuff in. What is uncommon is for you to slap your fucking logo all over it. <laughs> Um, didn't they just bring our own benches though? I feel like they just brought our own. So like, of course they're going to have Dallas Cowboy logo on them. No, we didn't. They are from a place in Cleveland or somewhere in Ohio. Okay. So that's, they are not, they were not from our actual stadium. Well, that's way less of a, like, (laughs) look at how much money I have move. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess kind of not because they're brand new, but I I think it was more of just a Jerry's like, I don't care what kind of move this is. I don't care what people think of this. I treat my players this way. And I hope all of you take note. (laughs) Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree. I, in my opinion, like I almost think at some point he maybe didn't even realize that would be an issue. He's like, we're the Dallas Cowboys. We need Dallas Cowboy benches that are warmed because Seattle said that they had shitty benches. So we're not going to fuck with that. That's exactly right. I want to get, I want my team to be as comfortable as possible. This is legal. I'm pretty sure the bench thing has, that was the second time ever it's happened with the specific bench. Um, but I could be wrong. I just read one article, but yeah, I agree. I think sure. Maybe it had something to do with like proving how much money he has, but like literally the entire world already knows that. So in my opinion, I agree with you hundred yeah. percent. I think it was more of a, this is my team. This is how I treat them. I want them to be yeah. comfortable. And this well, is and he was like, it. I want them to win. Like if it's going to help them like play, which of course totally. fucking will be sitting on a heated bench in the middle of fucking, you know, winter is like yeah. way better than not. So duh. Yeah. it's like, it's like going and playing in Colorado 
and not allowing the visiting team to have oxygen on the sidelines yeah, exactly, or anywhere rather. Cause I think they always have oxygen everywhere, but it's like having faulty ass oxygen on the sidelines. Like we're going to bring our own if we hear it's not good. Yeah, like totally. it's a bench. I get how people see it, but honestly, originally I saw that I was like, all right, dude. I don't even <laughs> give a shit. I think it's great. I hope people give a shit for that. I fucking hope so. Yeah. Bring back the 90s Cowboys. Bring back the flair. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, exactly. Jerry might be a lot of things, but like if you're deciding between some fucking teams and the Cowboys are one of them, I mean, he knows those kind of things to like edge himself above other teams, right? Hell like, yeah. You know, Jerry's going to take care of you in that sense. Hell yeah. Which is why all of his carpet always all days. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Other than that, I mean, I don't really know that I have much else on the game. I'm glad we got that win because like I said, it looks great at first and then it got very hairy, very scary and we needed it, you know, in, in a division win. So that's really positive for our outlook, but I hope we kind of keep the train rolling since we have like, Three more, three more three in division more. games. Yeah. Our next four. Yeah, three out of four. I think that's right. Yeah, it's the Giants at the Giants. Then it's Washington at home. Then it's Cardinals at home. Then it's Philly and Philly. Yeah, yeah. Kill me. I want to barf thinking about that. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Let's just really quick touch on the Broncos uh, Lions game, just because I oh, think yeah. that was incredible. Um. Yeah. Demarius Thomas. So, yeah, their former wide receiver, you know, obviously was found. Um, he's passed away. So I think it was notable that in the Broncos Lions game this past Sunday, they the Broncos lined up with just 10 men without a wide receiver to like recognize him and like kind of just have a moment to like remember him by. Um, they took a delay of game penalty and then the lions ultimately declined the penalty. So that's obviously also like class act situation very. there. So, uh, but a very sad story. I haven't really gotten to read all the updates, but um, I don't know that we like really know why or what happened. Well, um, I think everybody, because he's so young at first was like thinking overdose or he killed himself or something. But I think, what it turned out to be is um, a seizure. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if they had really been able to have a cause quite yet, but it's a very sad situation. He's only like 33 years old. So regardless of the scenario, obviously very, very young. And, but I thought that was a very like cool way to like recognize him and pay tribute. Absolutely. And, you know, and like speaking of the Lions and like all the shit we were just talking about with Urban Meyer, it's like, you know, here's a team who's struggling, obviously, just as bad as the as the Jaguars, a little more, actually. But I feel like they at least have this like team camaraderie still absolutely going out and like fighting for his team, you know, crying for his team at one point. Um, What I you know what I think just in that moment when you say that is I think that's the difference right now between say a Dan Campbell and an urban Meyer is everything that's happening with the lions right now seems very team oriented, very together. And what's happening at the Jaguars is very individual and very selfish, at least how it appears from the outside looking in. Right. No, that's exactly the point that I was, that I'm making is like, you know, there's a way to lose in 
grace and there's a way to lose and then just like blame your fucking team, even though you're the fucking head coach. Like it's like makes no sense. So there's so much of me that like has a soft spot in my heart for like the lions this year, weirdly, just because I know that like they aren't doing great, but they're still like trying and Dan's like putting it on himself and like being very humble about it. Or maybe that's yes. not the right word. I don't know. I can't. I, no, my I brain agree. is gone today. Yes. Gone. My brain is somewhere hanging out with my internet. I don't even know what I'm saying right now. Like I just keep trying to say words and they make no sense. It's going to be well, like the best. In the words, ever. in the words of uh, a lifer Lions fan, Tim, the Toolman Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> I can always count on you for that. <laughs> always. Um, can't stop 49ers Bengals was a good game walk off touchdown and um overtime there insane same with the bucks and the bills walk off touchdown in that overtime which is like uh, the first time those have happened in a while but yeah crazy um, games um yes no absolutely bills bucks overtime walk off touchdown also which that was a very very good game ugh, and it was supposed to be right i mean we all knew what we were in for, but didn't really realize it was going to go to that level. Yeah. And I just, I hate, I really wanted the bills to win for like obvious reasons. I mean, not only do I hate that they're like losing their division to the Patriots right now, but I also don't need Tom. Br- like, I just feel like a, I just feel, Tom Brady. <laughs> I feel swindled or something. It's like, I, I knew I was getting too ahead of myself earlier in the season, but obviously we talk about things week in and week out. And it's just like, you know, I was really thinking like the Bucks and the Chiefs and like some of these people were just not even going to be hardly in the conversation. I mean, not obviously not completely eliminated from it, but I was really yeah. thinking like they weren't going to be up in it this year. And of course they are. Yeah, I know. It's so frustrating. Yeah. Uh, but that was a good game. I was really, really, really wanting the Bills to win, though, so. Yeah, I was Brady. I hate you and your like ability to like make shit happen all the time. I know I was really, really not wanting Tom Brady to get 30 fucking points on fantasy, but he proceeded to do so. But I won anyway. So fuck you, TB. (laughs) Also, another game of just like, I mean, I, I don't really remember like specifically bad calls on one side, but just constant calls on that fucking game oh for sure which to go back to our game uh you realize that our game of all of the noon games on sunday lasted for fucking ever because there were so many fucking penalties called i'm so sick of that shit but you're right in the bills bucks game i feel like there was a little sketch um call at at the end there for like it should have been a dpi on the bucks oh yes yes so I, I do think that that was a missed fucking call and they have somebody made like a collage of pictures um, about that. And then at the end, it's like, it's Tom Brady high-fiving the ref or <laughs> something like that. I was like, no, that's accurate. Of course. He also had some words to say after the game about like Tony Romo making fun of him, not being able, not being a runner. Yeah, oh. I, I couldn't. <laughs> I think he's, I think he's mainly joking because he was like, he picked up like some, I don't know, I'm making it up, but like 70 yards, not 70 yards, but like 
he picked up like seven, probably. <laughs> yes. Like I think his total yards for the season are like 93 now. Yeah. And he was like, kind of coming at Tony Romo being like, Oh, you're saying I don't have speed. Well, look at all these yards I got in the game. It's like 10 yards. I hope he's joking. I hope so too. But if he's joking, that's fucking hilarious. If he's not, I now hate Tom Brady. Well, the problem with Tom Brady is like, he's so like the guy. And again, I've mentioned this before. He's too symmetrical and like, he's a Nate. Yes. He's a a fembot, but like a male bot. Um, I don't know. His face doesn't fucking move. So I can't like you, his name should be guy. Yeah, like exactly. Like, like you are a prototype. Guy. Yeah, yeah. He's you're the pro- prototype that somehow escaped all the rest of the prototypes and yes. became maybe he's an alien. I've said that. I've said him and Elon and like a couple oh, other Elon people. for sure. I'm pretty yeah. sure are aliens. Yeah. All right. Uh, wow. That's my theory that they're already Stupid. among us and it's these fuckers. Stupid guy. I'm baby. certainly not an alien because I'm living in shit right now. <laughs> like, yeah. my life sucks. <laughs> I'm running this podcast off my fucking hotspot. So, like, I'm obviously not an alien either. I'd have other options, I think. Yeah, exactly. Um, shall we discuss quickly how uh, the Cardinals have fallen? Uh, yes, although I, I don't think that they have fallen, but no, but they I, did lose. And that's they my did, point. <laughs> and that was an important game. It was a very big was, game for their situation. It was huge, especially con- especially considering that the Rams had like 90 percent of their play- defensive players out for COVID-19. Yeah. Yeah. Again, sh- like I, the, I can't understand the Rams this year. Like Me I can't understand a lot of things, particularly in college and NFL. But like the Rams to me, like I every game I feel like I'm back. It's like I'm back and forth with them. Like one yeah. day Which I think team are we gonna get? And the next day they lose to the fucking, um, I, I'm just, Somebody I, I, I have no <laughs> thoughts today. Like there's nothing no, I happening up here. Like, no, I'm, this is a total blank. Yeah, no, it's also with my brain hanging out with my internet. Um, no, I agree. It's definitely back and forth. I'll say there's a constant and it's Cooper Cup and thank God. Cooper Cup's um, like the best wide receiver in the NFL. Like he insane. is a freak. He's a total freak and I'm obsessed with him. Um, I just need him to stay healthy. I mean, mainly not for my fantasy team, obviously for my team, but mostly for him because he was injured last year and coming off of that this year, playing like he is, is fucking insanity. He yeah. might be an alien. Um, which maybe. also what I said, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, which also like Matt Stafford, I feel like again, he had a great, not, yeah, he had a great game and I'm not saying he's like the elite of the elite quarterbacks, but he's really good and think he's very underrated. He was underrated at the lions. Oh, now yeah. he's at the Rams. I think he's totally the same situation. There's one specific pass and I didn't point this out. Um, obviously I found it on the internet. Um, but someone was like, oh, yeah, if Patrick Mahomes would have made that throw, that'd be all anybody could be talking about today. But instead, Matt Stafford did it. And it's just like, oh, what a great catch. Or no, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah, it's like and don't get me wrong. I love Patrick Mahomes. I'm just like, yeah, there's, that's all over like NFL and sports in general. But it's like you get tagged this 
and this happens. You get tagged this, this happens, or you don't get any notoriety because these people, you know, you know what it is. No, absolutely. And I think that is a hundred percent accurate. I don't know if you felt differently, but I agree with the person who's saying that because I do think Matt Stafford is super underrated. And a lot of that probably due to his tenure at the lions, I guess, I don't know, but he had an excellent fucking game last night, like excellent game. And I think that is a very fair statement to say that like, if it were somebody else, like they'd get a lot more notoriety for some of these specific plays, much less like what they're doing out on the field. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. Also speaking of Patrick Mahomes, um, I don't remember where somebody was, somebody was turning me on to the fact that like, he is currently like plus 1200 right now for MVP. And I what? don't, I don't think that's like a terrible bet. Oh, okay. MVP, like of the season, not like Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. I'll be. I mean, although at this point, watch it be fucking Bucks, Patriots, and then I'll jump off this balcony. I will absolutely do that head first. Um, <laughs> but so, yeah, obviously the Rams played excellent. They were ready and they were underrated. Everybody was underrating them. Like, I think 99. I was. I took, I took the Cardinals. 99% of people did. Yeah. Like, and rightfully so, I get it, but that they have to fall eventually, right? And I mean, by fall, I just mean lose. Yeah. But Kyler Murray did not have a great game, but he also still somehow had a great game. Like, he is a tiny fucking monster, but I can't understand his attitude. I can't, I can't understand if it's passion or if right. he, like, if he's mad at himself or if he's mad at them. And it, it like, you're, ha- you're not struggling. sure where he's directing his anger to. Yeah. Cause like he, he throws like some tantrums and I'm like, I don't know. I can't get out of my head that he's from Dallas and he hates the Dallas Cowboys. So that's where and I'm at. That was a big, that, that hurt me a lot. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I don't know if I'm just picking that out because I want to, but I mean, he's easy to watch. He's a great player. But then when things start going wrong, I'm like, why are you getting so mad about that? Like, why are you jumping up and stomping your feet? Like my three-year-old nephew does that shit. Right. Right. So the I don't know. I mean, in which he exerts his anger, I guess. Yeah. Kind of. So who knows, but either way they, Oh, like let's one moment, put our hands up for James Connor because, and also I hate that Chase Edmonds is hurt because I hate when people are hurt, but also stay out the rest of the season, please. Because I need James Connor and fucking playoffs. <laughs> and he was the best, at least in my opinion, waiver pickup of the fucking season, knock on wood. But if I read you his fantasy numbers right now, it's absolutely insane. And of course it has to do with the fact that he is their sole back right now with Chase Edmonds out. However, if he hasn't proven himself at this point, I don't know what the fuck you have to do to prove yourself as like your number one back. I don't know. He's fucking insane. Like he was literally all over the place. I don't like he's a running back, but he technically only had like 30 or 40 yards but then he had like a shit ton of receptions and touchdowns. He's had like at least one touchdown a game for like 10 straight fucking games. Yeah, Probably yeah. not 10, but a lot. He's oh, awesome. Sorry. No. I digress. We, we like to, exa- we like to exaggerate on this podcast so then people take it seriously. Yes. We hate facts. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently the trailer for uh, that Sean Payton Netflix movie. Oh yeah. Is out. Oh, okay. And I'm, yeah, but anyway, I'll have to go watch that trailer after this and see yeah. if we 
have feelings Same. about it. But anyway, um, I feel like we have to talk about Bears Packers just because um speaking of wins that I like really wanted for people like I just so badly wanted the Bears to win dude I like I feel like a Bears fan which sucks because they're constantly having this feeling of like we really want you to win because it's the inner division like chat whatever I was gonna say challenge 50 times (laughs) rivals but then also it's the Packers and then also like you're the Bears and then they actually fucking kill it for a half and you yeah. kind of have some hope. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Y'all, we got duped. We yeah. all got fucking yeah. duped just along with you, Bears fans. Yeah, it sucks. I was like, oh, like there was a part of me that like wasn't even going to watch that game just because I was mm-hmm. like, this game's going to suck. But I obviously was tuning in just for a little bit. And then the Bears were like hanging in there. And I'm like, are the Bears going to beat the fucking Packers? <laughs> like, I was just like, oh my God. And so like, I kept watching, which it ended up being like a really, you know, not a great game, but like, yeah. it was pretty good for the longest time. And then like, I don't know, with, I think it's just interesting with the whole, like last time they played and the whole, I still own you bullshit came out. It was like, are the Bears going to come back for some revenge, you know? So I really wanted that for them. And, you know, too. obviously this wasn't going to happen. It wasn't the cards, but I was very impressed with how well they hung in there. Yes. Um, and so much of me, you know, wanted that for them, but didn't happen. Um, but there was uh, the whole. Uh, ra- uh, what? If- God damn it. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers doppelganger was at this game. Did you see yes. this? <laughs> that was so epic i think like i thought it was hilarious. obviously the guy knows he's resembling aaron Rodgers right now like yeah. or he'd be an idiot but like the shit the the content that was coming out of that guy being at the game was epic yeah, even though yeah. it was surrounded obviously by aaron Rodgers, that's something we'll never be able to escape it was awesome yeah i agree it was so funny and like I, I mean, I will say, I think like NBC crew, like they kind of kept, kept on with it a little too much. Like, yeah, but it was, he, he looked that much like him though, that it was like kind of hard to like, not, so I get it. But apparently Aaron Rodgers thinks that he was like a paid plant NBC, like paid him to be there. Oh, I, f- I would figure that's more along the lines of something Aaron Rodgers would do. Not NBC. No shit. That's a really good point. Yeah, that's probably why he's saying it. It's like, you know, you, you like, um, oh my God, I can't think of words either. I, can I just have a running dictionary in front of my eyes so we can pick out like, words? We're going to have to stop every five minutes just so I can like Google the words <laughs> I'm trying to fucking say that my brain is just like, yeah. nope, you don't know Not that there. word today. Still empty. Um, no, like when typically when people accuse somebody else of like cheating, it's because they're cheating. Right. It's like, Okay, Aaron Rodgers, or you're accusing NBC of planting that. I'm pretty sure you did that. So yeah, it's just it's Shailene Woodley in a in a corpse costume. Well, that guy looked so much like Aaron Rodgers. I bet that guy was like signing autographs like all day. Oh, That's probably what for he does sure. for a living. For sure. Have I ever shown you um, our Bears fan, our Bears guy? His brother looks like Jimmy Garoppolo, and he did sign autographs and take, or I think he at least took pictures. With some with some ladies once told me he lives in Boston. I don't know that you've shown me, but I think you've told me about him. Oh, I'll show you right now. There was another doppelganger too over the weekend. Did you see that one? Um, it was LeBron. 
Oh, no. LeBron James had one at his game too. Oh, I didn't see that one. This was a, this was a, uh, this was on the Houston Texans team. Mm -mm. (laughs) There's like a Bill Burr lookalike. He's like the punter for the Texans. Oh, I think I do know who you're talking about. I've never put that together. Cameron, I think is his name. That's fucking hilarious. He looked just like Bill Burr. Oh, he does look like him. Told Holy you. shit. Right? It's like the best picture too, because it like really looks that like is, it. Yeah, that really does. Yeah. Um, yeah, wild. So he's taking a picture before with some ladies because they it was obviously when Garops was still at the Patriots. Um, gotcha. But yeah, anyway, funny. super hilarious. Yeah. So there was also Bill Burr doppelganger, but turns out he plays for the actual Houston Texans. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um so one more thing on the Aaron Rodgers thing. Um, the toe situation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For such a small body part, there's so much fucking shit around it. And I am just not fully convinced anything's even wrong with his toe. Yeah, that was weird because I, I'm with you because it's like after the game, he was coming out and saying like, oh, yeah, it's a shame. Like I played the way I did, but I was, I was, you know, struggling with this toe injury. And it's like, yeah. I just felt like, like, and I mean, maybe this is me, you know, really like being too much in the bears corner, but like, I just felt like it was just another shot at the bears. Like the only reason that y'all oh, yeah. were even able to hang in there is because I was dealing with this. Zero percent acted like you were hurt during the game. Right. Like you're not fucking more hurt. You didn't have a setback. You're just saying that to set yourself up. And this is me absolutely just being an Aaron Rodgers hater. So yeah, I feel like he's setting this all up to be like have a blowout game next week and be like, oh well, sometimes there's a setback, sometimes there's not. Like whatever. I think he yeah. sucks. So I, I don't know. I just know, like, I kind of took it as like another shot at the bears for sure. And also, uh, maybe people will just think I'm a super dick for this one, but they did obviously into the game of victory formation. Uh, so one of the backup quarterbacks, Kurt Benkert has been in the NFL for like four years and he's never suited up. Uh-huh. Well, that was the first game he got to put a Jersey on. So Aaron Rodgers let him take the victory snaps. Oh. And in my opinion, like even LaFleur was up there like saying like, yeah, I mean, Aaron came up to me and like basically asked him like, hey, do you think it, like Ben Kurt can take the snaps? And don't get me wrong. I think if it was like Dak Prescott or somebody else, I'd be a little less annoyed at it. But I just think everything Aaron Rodgers does is like, Maybe I'm giving, I think I am giving him too much credit. I just like, I read it and I was like, oh, yay for Aaron Rodgers. Like you let the backup quarterback, like, I mean, yes, it's a really good thing. Let me just put that out there. Well, thank you for saying that. Cause I really felt like a dick just going on and on. I mean, I'm thinking about it and like, I get it. I think it's kind of like a poo-poo on the bears again, or even just like, oh, I don't need to go do this because this guy can just fucking do it. Right. That's what I mean. Like, is that guy, I mean, and maybe we shouldn't speak for, you know, the, this guy. Cause I think he was fine with it. Right. That's what I mean. Like, I don't want to speak for him, but like, I would be like, bro, you fucking played the game. Like go out there and do your goddamn victory for me. Like I'm not going to gain anything from like going out there and doing that. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's wrong. Maybe I'm not 
in the mindset and maybe I'm just being too negative and maybe we're both being too negative because it's specifically Aaron Rodgers. Like God knows we'd be like crying a fucking river if it were (laughs) Dak Prescott doing it. So yeah, call us out. I don't care. But like sitting here, I'm just like, that just to me is almost insulting more than anything. That's how I feel insulting to like everybody involved where it's like, I, and I do think how to, if roles were reversed, if it was somebody else, I think people, because everybody fucking loves Aaron Rodgers, except for people like us. Yeah, they I was suck like, his who's everybody? Because I do not. All the commentators, all freaking football commentators. I'm like, yes, he's a good fucking quarterback. There, he's one of the best. He had, he was MVP last year. Like, I'm not saying he's a shitty fucking football player. I'm just saying he's a shitty person. And yeah. I think a lot of the moves he makes are calculated or semi-calculated or definitely meant to be a, ugh, I don't want to get back into that, but train beer, train beer, but you know what I mean? No, and I, do, yes, I can admit I can be the bigger person here than Aaron Rodgers and admit that I do think I'm reacting this way more so because it is him. But I do think that if it were somebody that the NFL people didn't really love, they might be saying the same thing. Like, Oh, that's really rude of him to do. Right. But who knows? Cause it didn't happen that way. Yeah. I don't know. And I guess the only person that can really give us their opinion is the guy who had to go out there for him. But I don't know from the outside looking in, I'm like, it's kind of a shitty move. Yeah. It's just like, like, it's not like he actually got to like play a down. He got to go fucking knee. Yeah. Like, no, I agree. Like, Oh, congrats. Like, yeah. Congrats here. Here. Can you shine my shoes next? Right. Exactly. Like that's kind of the vibe that I get, but whatever. Maybe we're just being bitches only. Don't come here for Aaron Rodgers love. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Um, (laughs) Seems like there was one more thing I was going to say about that. Fuck. I hate myself tonight. (laughs) This is just like the worst podcast ever. Yeah. I'm with you. Sorry guys. Not really the worst ever, but it's just not. Yeah, I'm mentally not in the right fucking headspace. I will say two rules that I learned yesterday. One you put in here that I didn't learn until you put it in here. And then the other one that I learned, apparently Matt Stafford also learned yesterday. (laughs) So mine was, I did not know that if you say you like, we'll call it Odell Beckham catches a pass. He runs out of bounds to stop the clock, but he ran backwards and also the defense was pushing him, but he ran backwards. That does not stop the clock. You have to be running forwards out of bounds for the clock to stop. So Del Beckham did it on purpose because he obviously, they threw a pass. They wanted him to stay in, or I actually, I don't know. Was it a pass? Either way, he had the ball. So I assume he caught it instead of like a handoff. But yeah, if you're running out of bounds backwards, it doesn't stop the clock. Yeah. Okay. Turn I knew that. I, that I knew. This you knew clock. that running yeah. backwards, even Matt Stafford did. Well, yeah, because like if you need to stop the clock, like you could just you know, we well, run. run out of bounds typically to stop the clock, right? But forward, right? But yeah, what if it just like literally it? never in 36 years did I know if you ran backwards, it negated that whole. Fucking I don't thing. know why I knew that it must have just come up in a game or something, but that I Not did off. know. I, I mean, I don't know, I can't really like signify why I did or didn't No, know. that's badass. I bowed down but because this next I had one, the bear either bucks. No, I think it was bears Packers. No, fuck. What game was it? Um, I don't know. Now I'm it, so my brain again, I'm like done and done, but 
Oh, I do know. What game was it where, because like it was even kind of a weird game and there was a big argument because what was the primetime game? Wasn't the primetime game Bears Packers? Um, I think theirs was three. Fucking A, dude. I hate myself. I do too. Now this is going to drive me crazy because there was like another argument that game. Was it? Um, because I think there was another argument because whatever two teams it was, whoever was losing, like it was like four minutes left and they needed, there's is a three possession game and they kicked a field goal. And a lot of people were up in arms about why they would just kick a field goal <gasps> instead of going for it. It was, oh, and then, then they did an onside, then they ended up getting an interception and scoring. So then they did an onside kick. So then it was like, it was 325, the Bears. Okay. So it's whoever was, it's whoever the primetime game was, which for the life of me, I can't remember right now. Regardless, they ended up intercepting the ball, scoring, and then they had an onside kick. So they ended up recovering the onside kick, but you cannot advance after you recover it. Blah, blah, blah. This is how dead, like, my, I mean, again, I know I'm oh going to say it. 5,000 times, but this is just how badly right now I can't. It was Bears Packers mentally function. Okay. So maybe it was Bears Packers. Fuck. Either way, either uh, way, <laughs> there was a lot of drama about them going for just a field goal when it was a three possession game. Even though the book tells you to do that, a lot of people were fucking up at arms in that. Well, then they ended up getting like a fucking interception touchdown right after that. So yeah. then they went for the onside kick and got it back for like, you, you can't, you have to fall on it, period. Like you can't pick it up and well, you don't have to fall on you it, mean? period. You just, if you possess it, no matter how that happens, catch it, fall on it, whatever you cannot progress forward. You right. That's what I'm saying. You can't yeah. go forward. Right. Period. Yeah. And sometimes these things happen where like, because I know they changed onside kicks recently to a different thing because it got so ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. Now it's like, I don't, I don't know. I'm not even going to try to pretend like I know what they recently changed, but it was like, no, me neither. there definitely is some rule changing with onside kicks that they changed just a matter of like seasons ago, like two seasons yeah. ago. Now I want to like pick somebody's rule brain though, because I'm like, well, what if like yesterday in the Cardinals Rams game, the Cardinals kicked it on that onside, the Rams fumbled it essentially it went through two players cardinals got the ball but what if then the cardinals fumbled and the rams got it and then they did like a lateral up the field or some shit or then ran like because possession changed i guess they could probably yeah if possession changes my assumption would be that it would be a touchdown or they would be allowed to progress yeah okay just had to talk that one out um yeah interesting learning every day literally i swear to god like nfl and sports in general, professional sports in general, and even really, I don't know, I would say professional because things just change up at that level. I don't know that you could ever know all the fucking rules. There are so many weird rules in football. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm not here to pretend like I know half of them. So <laughs> I don't I don't even know a quarter of them. It's wild. I feel like every fucking weekend I'm like, What's well, and that? I just think retention, too. I'm not good at retaining information. No, I've never me. been. That's why I suck at trivia. <laughs> I have the worst retention. It's weird because I remember dumb things, but like actual knowledge and information, I do not retain. Oh, like really? school, like I'm in school now. Like it's such a joke to me because like 
I have no way of retaining anything. That's why I don't read my textbooks. I'm like, I could sit and read that. I would never retain what's actually in it. Yeah. Like I can't read something and then process that information up here to like mean anything. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. Like I'm a very hands-on like learner, whatever you want to call that. But that's why I'm so bad at trivia. So there's my excuse. Oh, I'm just, I'm just not good at trivia unless it's nineties country. <laughs> then look the fuck out y'all. I'm in. Yeah. But yeah. Pay for that, the song. I feel like I had a, one more thing that came to my mind football wise, but now I can't remember what it is, but other news. Um, that I wanted to mention just because I felt like it's a big win. The Larry Nassar victims have now settled with the United States gymnastics for $830 million. I think that uh, was a lot. I remember that. Yeah. I think it's 830 mil. It's the second nine figure settlement involved in this case alone, because they also <sighs> settled with Michigan state $500 million settlement with them over their involvement with Larry Nassar too. And what's really interesting about this particular settlement is there were other non-monetary agreements demanded by the victims in a move forward for USA Gymnastics, which I thought was really cool involving like safety protocols, um, reporting protocols and total dismemberment and reorganization of the entire like USA Gymnastics Organization, like that was really cool that like, although money isn't going to by any stretch of the imagination, like solve, you know, the, the deep, deep seated abuse that these women suffered. I feel like they at least turned it into like, Hey, how can we impact future generations? Like make sure it doesn't happen again. Yeah. Let's change this shit. Let's actually end it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Money actually does help a lot of things. Um, well to pay but, for the fucking therapy that they all need and are going to continue to need. a lot. Abs- absolutely. But the fact let's that they there. on top of that, like that just shows me even more. Cause like, I wouldn't fault anybody if they weren't, if they were just like, give me the money and fucking buy. I don't want to oh, do hell that. Yeah. But the fact that they are just shows you like the kind of people these women are and have like, become despite the bullshit that they've had that they've gone through so hats off bravo yeah um happy healing yeah and it's so crazy to hear these numbers like 830 million 500 million he's in prison for like 74 million years times like a thousand and it's just like well that's how bad it was and that's how long it went on and that's how many victims there actually are yeah it is disgusting it's so it is disgusting. absolute disgust. Like yeah. I can't. No, it's terrible, terrible, terrible. I don't know. I guess maybe that wasn't the best or the brightest note to end on, but I don't really have anything else. Oh, it's important. Uh, Steph Curry is going to surpass a large record tonight, or I think he probably already did. They're yeah, probably playing three point three all time three point record. I think. Curry hits second three-point shot of the night, breaking Ray Allen's mark for most in NBA history. So Steph Curry now holds the three-point record. And from what I gathered earlier today, Ray Allen did this in like 1,300 games, 1,200 games, something crazy. And Steph Curry is only like 500 games in. So like 
he's going to set like some crazy fucking numbers as long as he continues to play because like there's nobody that can like shoot three pointers like he does. So this is going to be like a Wayne Gretzky kind of like record where it's like he's going to surpass it so far that like nobody will be able to touch it. Even kind of like a Tom Brady in a sense, because the longer Tom Brady plays touchdown passes, like 700 touchdown passes, like what the fuck? I was just about to say the same thing. It's crazy how every fucking minute of every game now that Tom Brady plays, it's just like, oh, nobody in the history of time has ever scored a touchdown while being, you know, 51 and 12 seconds old and like, whatever. It's like, it's just going to keep going guys. Like, Oh, it just keeps going. Like start the game, like starts game started. Like he's got to be up at the top of like this game. Every, every second of his existence is a new record. It's like, Hey, no quarterback ever took two shits that morning. And then threw six touchdown passes, like put it in the fucking NFL books. Like, I don't know. Absolutely. Like, um, Every minute that guy lives on is a new record. Yeah, uh, totally agree. Which also, this is stupid, but back to the Steph Curry thing. I'm pumped for him. I think that's awesome. Um, but I guess uh, I'm going to fuck their name up. But the balls, oh, like LaMelo and, and yeah, yeah, all those folks. So I guess the dad wore a shirt to one of their games. And I'm not going to say their names because I'm going to fuck it up. But the shirt was like, I, like something like I told you so. And then oh. in, did you see that? And then the interview with like, no, Steph I didn't Curry, see it, but I didn't see it either, but there was like an interview with Steph Curry uh, and his dad. And the dad was basically like, yeah, I mean, if that, if that was the shirt I was wearing, my shirt would have said, I had no idea, which is kind of oh. just like, to me, yeah. I thought it was really cool. Cause I'm just, I'm very much more of a, like the silent leader in the sense of like, I'm not going to brag about all this shit. I'm not going to say, and not to say like the balls aren't fucking talented. I'm not trying to say that, but I'm just like, it's just kind of cool that the dad like still pushed him and still like, mm-hmm. like, or that he's even this awesome. And his dad was like, fuck, I had no idea you were going to do this. Like, right. I knew you were good, but I had no, like, shame on me. I had no idea you were going to get to this level. Right. So I don't know the humbleness. I'm just kind of a fan of. Yeah, definitely. Um, I heard another interesting fact today or an interesting thought today speaking of basketball and I think you brought up LeBron earlier his son is now at the stage of like recruiting he's like a senior weird so he'll have to play like a year or two in college but at this rate like he could very easily play LeBron that is so dope I never thought about that until today somebody was talking about it I hope um, that happens so much. I mean, at this point, it it should. And you know, LeBron's not, he, it's not like he's going to prevent that from happening. No, he ain't going anywhere. Like, he ain't going nowhere. So no, that'll be very cool to like see son versus dad out there, yeah. especially with LeBron being kind of how he is. Like, I don't know. I'm very, uh, I'm very into that possibility two or three too. years down the road, whenever that would be. Me too. But I have paid attention to NBA like, 0.0% since it started. And really, you know, even hockey, like I've watched a couple games, but I haven't really been able to like zone in at all, which makes me very sad because hockey is like my second fave. I know, but, but too many things. So too, there's too much life going on. Yeah, exactly. But once we get through the holidays, it'll be different and football will be winding down. So that's kind of what's just going to have to be. For sure. 
And on that, I have nothing. Literally, yeah, on that note, <laughs> I think you can all judge by this wonderful episode. Best <laughs> podcast episode you've ever listened to in your entire life. It's time for us to bid you farewell. Yeah, we got to recharge these brains of ours. Yeah, Um, guys, please, please go like, subscribe, rate us, review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Follow us at Women Can't Parlay on Twitter and or Instagram. Please get us some listens. We're still inching closer to 10K and we're almost there. So it'd be really cool Christmas present that you could help us achieve by us. just listening to all of our episodes, new and or old, even if they're repeats, go do it. Yes. You're welcome. Love that. And thank you. Okay. All right. Well, I got to go. I got to go like to bed, I think. Yeah. I need to go literally shut off everything. Yeah. So goodbye. Bye. Women can't, women can't, women can't, women can't parlay.